You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The people that invested in me, like that means the world to me. That means the world to me because I helped them grow, but they helped me grow. Yeah. They helped me grow. And then every time, like if I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like teaching other people how to build these companies, well, guess what? I've become surgical. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azrei.org. All right. What up? What up? What up? What up? We love equity listeners. How you guys doing today? I'm excited about our guest. Our guest is really nationally known and on the brinks of being that international known superstar. So I have Carlos Reyes. Carlos Reyes with All In Nation based out of right here in Glendale, Arizona. He's doing some fabulous things, amazing things, rose up through the ranks of real estate investing pretty quickly. But his story was not a quick story. So guys, don't don't believe that everything is done instantaneously and overnight. So we're going to get into Carlos' backstory. And I got some really good questions that I want him to answer. And guys, so buckle up, place your seatbelts on. We're going to go on a ride. So Carlos Reyes, man, welcome to the show. How you doing? My brother, I'm glad that uh, we're making this possible. And and oh, was it? Was that the art? Is that the crowd noise? Oh, yeah, man, okay. you good? You good? Man, I'm 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 excited, brother. I heard great things, not only about you, but about your show through some of my staff. And I'm excited to to serve the people today because I know that ultimately that is your number one priority, is and that's why your podcast is is growing the way it has been because you put a lot of emotion, thought, and love right uh, behind your message, and we're aligning. We're aligning. So I'm excited about today. Thank you for having me. There we go. There we go. And and you guys know it's nothing like having a guest on and a co-real estate investors that you kind of gel and mesh with and that you align with. And right now, me and Carlos, we are in the same market, haven't actually met yet, but we know that that's coming. That's coming real soon. So you got to come down, brother. Yeah. How about this? I'm traveling. So this Sunday I'm speaking, man, people are going to think it's crazy, but there's about 2000 people in Atlanta. You got named DJ Envy. He's a host of- Yeah, yeah. He's the, he hosts The Breakfast Club. I've never Breakfast watched the show. Yep. Yeah, I've never watched the show, but I, I hear that it's like a, a pretty good show. Well, he's he's a huge, what people don't know is that he's a huge real estate investor. And one of my really good friends is his business partner. His name is Cesar Pina. And man, like they're doing, they're doing crazy, crazy commercial uh, deals. Okay. So they're touring this year. And I happen to be the guy that they wanted to, to they're giving me about a 45 minute to an hour slot. Uh, okay. on every show so this to to kind of get the message out there on how to actually how to win in real estate from nothing with zero so i'm that guy i'm the guy that's gonna there's there's gonna be again we're doing two shows in new jersey in may because there's there's thousands of people and the state they're only allowing a certain amount of people in the building so we're doing one show this sunday in atlanta and then at the end of the month there uh we're going to orlando and then early May, we're doing New Jersey, the tri-state area, and we're doing uh, two shows because there's going to be about uh, 3,000 in one show and 2,000. So in one day, we'll probably hit about 5,000 people. There so go. I was going to tell you, back, circling back around to what I was saying was, yes, I'm traveling this week. Next week, I'm going uh, I'm flying to Dallas, Texas to be on the Darren Woodson podcast. Okay. Darren Woodson used to be a uh, uh, cowboy. Dallas yeah, cowboy. So. Yeah. So I'm a Cowboys fan, and this is this is a blessing for me. My father-in-law, who like he was around uh, during the golden era of the Cowboys, he was a, he's a huge Darren Woodson fan. So 
I'm going to surprise my father-in-law by taking him with me to meet Darren Woodson at his podcast. I think he's going to cry, and that's okay. You know, <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Absolutely. But not, nonetheless, after these next two weeks, brother, you and I got to got set up where you just come down to the office and uh, let me show you around. Okay, perfect, perfect, okay. man. We, we'll schedule that and get a date on the calendar for that, man. But, but what, you said, what you said right there was, was very, very key. And I hope everybody touched on that and realized that. But real estate is not just for us personally. But you taking your father-in-law, the opportunity to meet one of his his heroes. heroes. Absolutely. One of his heroes. That wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for you and if it wasn't for real estate and God above naturally. So guys, you got to remember, it's not just about the money, but it's about the experiences. Man. And this is what Carlos is giving people an opportunity to, to experience. Absolutely, brother. Uh, amen, man. I couldn't have said it out any better. Uh, thank God, man. Glory to yeah. God. For sure. Yep. Yeah. So, so tell me, Carlos, give, give us a little backstory of who you are, man, and what you're doing. Because for those who may not know, kind of lay the foundation for us, how you came over, how you got started in real estate. So just give us that story. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to keep it under two minutes, but actually what's crazy. Here's a look. I have a picture of my mother and myself in Mexico right there, right? There you go. I, I literally have it right here, like right there, because... I try to keep pictures around, it, 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 it grounds me, where I come from. I, I was born into extreme poverty in Mexico and a lot of people can't imagine what that even looks like. I'll tell you what, I didn't have any running water or any electricity until the sixth grade, okay? Wow. With the exception of my mother wanting more for her children. So my mom, first and foremost, she left my father because he was a uh, drug addict, a, a coke addict. He drank a lot and he was abusive. And uh, when I was two years old, uh, she, he put me and my, my mother against the wall and started literally shooting at us. Wow. So my mom was like, okay, well, I'm going to die here and so are my kids if I stay with this man. So then she left him to my grandma's house in another city in Mexico, which was the worst city as far as the poverty level. So mm -hmm. now, brother, we're, we're living, we're, we, we got dirt floors, we got laminate roofing, we, it's, it's like like laminate roofing. Like you can hear every drop when it rains. We got dirt floors. We got no running water, no electricity. We got dirt roads. And, and the way that we would get water is my, my grandmother would have these huge buckets in, front, uh, in the front yard. So whenever the water man would come around, he was, he was a truck. He had a truck and he had this huge like pod, this container of water. And then he would fill our little, he would fill our buckets in the front, these huge buckets. They're about, I don't know, like three to four feet. And then we would get our water from there for the whole you know, week until the next time he came around. That, that's the way I live. So we didn't have any electricity. So my, my grandmother used gas lamps throughout the house. And uh, the way that she would cook is through like fire and wood, firewood and rocks. And we had this little section of about, I, I don't know, like three feet or no, like five feet, five by five, where it, my, my grandfather put this little section in the corner of cement and a little drain and a curtain. And that's where we would actually shower. My grandmother would take the cold water from outside, warm some of it up, mix it in a bucket. And then out, with, out of that bucket, we had a little bucket that we would shower. Yeah. That was like, that was my childhood. In the backyard, we had a washing board where my grandma and my mother would wash our clothes. We had hangers, like rods, like lines of like metallic lines running across the backyard with these little wooden clips. That's how we would hang our clothes. And then my grandfather also built uh, a back house where with his bare hands, it was like a, a wooden back house with inside, you, it's a little bit of a lift. There's a hole and that's where we would use the, the restroom. Oh, that, wow. was, that was my childhood. And the first time my mother saw like, she's like, hey, my children, are, are, they're not gonna be anything here. Like, they're, 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 I mean, but the, the future isn't very promising here. So my mother had the, the vision and, and, and the courage, and that's where I get all my hustle and, and, and all my skill set from her, is she had the vision and the courage to say, hey, I'm going to make the sacrifice. I'm going to cross over to the United States of America. I'm going to leave you with your grandmother. And brother, that lasted for two years. I was, I was, I remember, man, I was like first grade, second grade, that was about five years old. And I remember her not like being being there for two years. And I remember having a picture just like this. And I used to sleep with this under my pillow as a five-year-old kid. And I went through some tough nights. 
I went through some tough nights, you know, a lot of emotion, a lot of crying. And I didn't know. I didn't know why my mom had left. I didn't know a lot of, when you're a child, what do you need? You need your mom's love. Yeah. But I mean, like I, my grandma would sit there and be like, son, she went to the United States because she's trying to make a better, a better life for you guys. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, what does that mean? I don't right. care about that. Now, as an adult, I understand. Yeah, but 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 back then, brother, I mean, it felt like she had abandoned us, and it was like two years, and we would get phone calls with her, and like we had a neighbor across the the freaking road, and he had a phone, <laughs> he had like a, a home phone. So on Fridays at five p.m., my my mother would call the neighbor's phone for us to imagine being little kids and just like five p.m. Friday, I get to hear from my mother. Right. Then. Right. So the first time that we, she crossed us over was through a sewer system in San Isidro, Mexico, next to the Tijuana-San Diego border. And she crossed us over through a sewer system. We lasted third grade, fourth grade, and a little bit of the fifth grade. California was way too expensive. We failed. We failed, and, and we had to go back to Mexico. And on the way back to Mexico, I mean, you could only imagine how discouraged we were. Think about that. Two years without my mom as a child, going through a sewer system, coming to another country, being illegal, not speaking another language, getting made fun, yeah. like people calling me wet back and like all the, like, it was rough. Right, right. <laughs> it was rough, bro. Right. I mean, and, and now we're going back to, to poverty. But it's, man, my mom's spirit, brother, when I tell you like, she's a warrior, man. Like she, this, this, this lady's a warrior. That's why, praise the Lord, man. I retired her in 2017. April of 2017 is when I retired her. That was one of the biggest milestones of my life. I retired. My mom, brother, doesn't have to work, and she doesn't need anything. I give her her monthly allowance. I pay for her phone bill, her car, her mortgage, her insurance. Like everything's taken care of now, right? Because guess what? She deserves it. She deserves it. I was her retirement plan, and I'm okay with that. But what? Um, back to this is how she's a warrior. We go back. Her and I have a meeting at this point. I'm in the third grade and we have a little meeting. I remember there's a little meeting and she's, she goes, Hey, keep, keep your head up. We're, we're not going to be here too long. We're not going to be here too. Cause man, like you can, me and my brother, like we were, we were crying like every day, you know, think about it. We go from extreme poverty, no electricity, yep. no water, dirt floors. Like my, we had dirt floors. I don't think people even understand what that is man. to now we get a little taste of, milk and honey we're yeah. in an apartment you know we're in a one-bedroom apartment there's carpet there's there's drywall there's a toilet i'm like i'm like man i've died and got i'm in heaven you guys crossed over to the promised land man the <laughs> land of milk and honey so we and imagine bro now we got a little taste now see when we were poor and we didn't know any better ignorance is bliss oh, we're like oh. oh this is normal this is this is normal it's normal life but now we come over to the States and we see like what's possible. We go back. And it's like someone took everything from you again. So we go back and she says, hey, hey, we're not going to be here too long. And, uh, and as a little kid, I'm like, what, 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 what do you, do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What, how are we going to get back? I, like, I'm illegal. My brother's illegal. How are we going to get back? And she's like, well, I'm going to work at the resort. It was called Loma Linda in San Carlos Bay, Mexico. I'm going to work at the resort. I'm going to clean rooms. And then you're going to go and you're going to go grab a job at the grocery store and be a grocery bagger. So, man, when I'm telling you, brother, that at this point, I know I know a little English. So I, I went to work at this grocery store by a, a resort, like an American resort. So Americans would come in and I'm bagging groceries. I got my little apron, my little hat. I'm, ba I'm bagging the groceries. I'm putting it in a cart. I'm taking it out to their car. I'm putting it away in their trunks and they're brother. They're breaking me off a dollar, right, right. man, a, brother. You don't understand how much a dollar was back then in the mid nineties. Think about it. A dollar. My, my, my uh, mother used to make 120 pesos a week. Okay. Do you understand what that is? Okay. Back then it was $10 a peso, uh, $10. I'm sorry. 10 pesos per dollar. Let me do the math here. My mom was making 120 pesos, 120 divided by 10. She was making $12 a week. I was making 30 pesos. I was making $3 a day. 
three dollars a day. Yeah, so who's the breadwinner? Man, I'm 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 in elementary school and I'm 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 the I'm, I'm there it is. I'm the head of my household. Yep, yep. I'm the head of my house. I'm the man of the house now as a child, not even a teenager. So anyway, we use my money, not her, we use her money to survive, and we use my money to save. And we were saving for her to make her way back to the States. So I save enough, she saves enough money. She gets on a bus. She comes to Phoenix another year. And but now we know the routine. She brings me first. She pays a guy $25 to jump me through a fence in Nogales, Sonora. And then we make our way up. And in 1997, she starts fixing my, my immigration paperwork. And then I got my work permit years later. And then I got a, a, a permanent residence. And then five years after that, I got my, I got my citizen. I became a citizen of this country. Wow. And, yeah. and then brother, I, I worked corporate America for, for a little while. And I was like, Hey, I, I don't like the limitations here. I don't like mm -hmm. the limit. Like, I don't want to work for 40 years or 60 years just to have enough to survive when I'm old. Right, right, right. So I said, so what am I going to do? I went back to my childhood mindset, back to my childhood heart. And I'm like, Man, I'm going to go start my own business. Yep, Got to make it happen. And I, brother, during that time, I was broke. I thought to be a real estate investor, you got to have X amount of money, X amount of credit, X amount of knowledge. Yep. And not, brother, I read a book called Flip by Nick Ruiz. Flip by Nick Ruiz. It was a $10 book. I could not afford his course. So every time that my, my, my brother, he, by the way, he was a mentor to me that became a brother to me. And, and I had him speak at one of my events and there was one, another milestone for me. This is a man I look up to. Yep, I respect yep. how he carries himself with his family and, and, and as a businessman, I, I love that man. Literally brother, like my heroes became my friends. And anyway, I read this book and every time he would do a free webinar, I'm, man, I'm writing because I'm trying to get all this knowledge. And this book changed my life. I read, so his book was the first book I ever read in my life. Okay. Then I read Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And then yep. that book changed. The you have to understand, brother, people like us, no one tells us to read books at an early age. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. No You're one right. tells us about education, financial education, personal development. No one tells us these things. You know, is this something, Carlos, innate? in entrepreneurs that says, I'm going to dig and I'm going to find that gold. I'm going to find it wherever it is. So if it's me reading a book or if it's me connecting with a hero, if it's me reaching out to, to a certain person, I'm going to do that. But one of the things that you were saying was coming from Mexico over here to the States, being an immigrant, I'm a first generation immigrant myself. I got my dad's Panamanian flag behind me. And that was one thing that you I, went, I lost it when I was little, but I'm getting okay, back. Okay. I'm getting back on it. So, so All don't right. don't hold it against me, Carlo. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, what he was saying was there's so much opportunity here, but the people that were born and raised here don't often see that opportunity. But the immigrants that come in they see all of the opportunity because they lived in houses with dirt floors. They lived in shanty towns and, and things like that. So man, I, I, I give kudos to the immigrants that come over and they hustle. I mm -hmm. mean, and, and they start with absolutely nothing. Just like you. Brother, I'll tell you this, man. I, I came to take advantage. What, what people take for granted. Yep. Period. But I mean, so that's good, man. Say that again. Say that again. Man, I, I came to take advantage of what many people here in the country take for granted. There you go. Really? That was my mindset. That was my mindset. Brother, I'm over there bagging groceries, doing door-to-door -door bread sales in Mexico. When I came here, I'm like, man, there is so much opportunity. Like, where do I even start? Yep. So back to back to me want to be my, my dream I, in, this, in the eighth grade. They made me write what, what I want to do for the rest of my life as a career. I was like, I either want to be a Navy SEAL, a okay. police officer, a lawyer, or a real estate investor. All right? Well, guess which one pay the most, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to become a real estate investor? I got no money, no credit, no knowledge. And then I pick up this book, Flip, and then I discover wholesaling. Yep. I'm like, wait a minute. All I got to do is find these properties. I got to find motivated sellers. I don't need money. I don't need, brother, I did my first few deals with no LLC, no money, no credit, of course. Yep. And uh, I'll tell you what, 
I, I put out 2,400 bandit signs, got my first deal and made $5,000. And remember in corporate America, $5,000 was like, man, I just got paid for a whole month for doing yep. that. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, I got to do that again. Because mm -hmm. once you do it once, you got that proof of concept in your in your brain. Something just clicks yeah. and shifts. I can do that a thousand times. And at this point, I'm thinking about five five thousand dollars. Now I got a deal in Berkeley, California, that's going to pay me five hundred seven thousand dollars net next month. See, it's like I'm way I'm so far apart now from obviously where I started. You know what I mean, but but nonetheless, I read those books. I got my first deal, and then what I did with the five thousand dollars is I invested that into direct mail. I spent $2,500 into direct mail. And man, again, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to run comparables. I didn't, I didn't really know much about contracts. Mm -hmm. I didn't know much about title agencies, but I knew hustle and I knew how to talk to people and I knew how to make it happen. So brother, I sent out, a, I, I put a, together a $2,500 uh, mail campaign. I put a $2,500 mail campaign. Tell me why I got four deals. And I made $60,000 wholesale fees, my first $2,500 spent. And I'm like, oh my goodness, oh, right. I never made that much money in my life in 30 days. Then I'm like, well, let me do that again. I put another $2,500 in the direct mail campaign, made $30,000. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I just spent the $5,000 that I made, I spent it and made 90. There you go. So now I take $7,500 of that. And put it into uh, this is uh, this is late 2015, early 2016. I'm like, well, now I'm gonna do digital marketing, Google, Google pay per click uh -huh. uh, ads, AdWords, and then I make July of 2016. I put $7,500 into PPC. I make 123, $123,000 in July of 2016. Wow! And the game changed. So, so let me ask you this, Carlos. Okay, going back to that first that first thought of all right, I'm going to leave this corporate job and I'm going to take off and I'm going to get- By the way, scariest thing I ever had to do for everybody out there that's listening. And that's what I wanted to, to, to scrape off the top, get that foam off the top and let's go to the bottom. And because of that fear, that's where a lot of people are. There, there are a lot of people that say, well, I got a mortgage to pay. I got rent, car note, bills, so on and so forth. I got a I wife. Gotta, I got yep. kids. My family's telling me not to do it. They're telling me, what are you doing? No 401k, no IRA, no health insurance, right? Yep, yep. I went went through all of that, brother. I was scared out of my mind. I will say that. So, so how big of a part did your faith play play a part in that, man? Because it's 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 we all go through it. We all have to take that leap. But how did you deal with it, brother? If it wasn't for my faith, I probably wouldn't have been able to push through it because I had I was so scared. Like I was I was in fear. You have to remember, I went from like immigrant high tolerance for risk to Americanize, yep. corporate, comfortable, yep. show up, clock in, get paid. And, mm -hmm. and then now I have to like, like switch, dissolve all that. So for the first few months, I, I was, man, I, I had, I had to really press on, I had to press on the father one. Oh. I knew that I didn't have the strength or, or the capacity. So I'm like, I'm going to press on the father. And I started pressing on God and I started talking to myself. It was all mindset for me. It was like, when you make it through this, you're going to fly. When you make it through, because the, the thoughts that were coming in, I was entertaining them a little bit. They're coming in. They're like, oh man, the mortgage is right around the corner. You don't have no deals, right? Yep. yep. Right. You got a wife. You got your, you got your baby girl. And you got these car payments, these insurance payments. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what do I I'm like, what? No, I'm going to make it through this, Father. I'm going to make it through this. And when I do, I I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly. I'll tell you this. The first three, six, nine, 12, 18 months of you going all in on yourself, those are the toughest months. But when you make it through that, there's no going back. Why? And I, you'll, you'll appreciate this because when, you, when we bet on ourselves, when you bet on yourself, God goes all in with you, baby. Yep. When you bet on yourself, God goes all in with you. And that's what people don't understand. The reflection yep. of the like the reflection of your own personal faith and certainty is literally a reflection of, of your belief in, in the Father. Think that's about true. that. That's true. When there where there's faith, there shouldn't be fear. 
Because it's either faith or fear. It's either growth or comfort. There's no in between. Yeah. So anyway, and that's this. No, man, you're on the right track because the majority of it is mindset. Carlos, it's not money. Like you said, you got started with nothing. I got started with 200 bucks in a, in a, First Premier credit card. And people that know First Premier credit card, that's for people that have bad credit. So <laughs> there's there's many similarities, but it's that mindset that puts you in the right frame and perspective. It's not for everybody, but for everybody. Opportunities. It's yeah. not. And it's not it's because, not. and I tell people, if you're used to and you're you're good, you're comfortable at doing what you're doing, stay. And, yep. And you're happy. Uh, brother, in this lifetime, man, happiness is the ultimate success. Like, I've, I've known a lot of, I've, I've known people that are worth 300, 500, 700 million dollars and they're miserable. Yep. Families are broken apart. Everybody hates them. People think they're egotistical, prideful, selfish. And then I've seen people that, like my father-in-law, who probably makes, I don't know, 60, 70K a year for the city of Phoenix. And he's he's happier than a bug in the rug. He's, he's happy. He, he, he has a beautiful family. He's a great husband, a great grandfather right? A great father. And, and, and he's happy. you right. So again, I don't want people out there to have to like compare and compete. If, if, if you want more out of your life, then go ahead, go ahead and do this. But if you're happy, if you're happy and you're like, I don't want I, this, I'm good here. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with that either. That's true. Very true. People always put an emphasis on money equates happiness. And that's definitely that's what we thought. Case. That's right, what we thought right. at one point. It's definitely not. Right. The case. Well, when I'm rich, exactly. I, I will have no problems. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, but, but the true art of happiness, like you said, Carlos is taking your father-in-law to see Darren Woodson. I mean, that's, that's happiness right there for your father-in-law. He's good. He's making 70K a year, working for the city, got a pension, everything like that. Family is good. Everybody's in good health. That's happiness for him where someone else may say, okay, well, I want to exceed and go beyond that. And that's okay too, but don't equate happiness with the dollar, dollar, no. amount, guys. That's, yeah. that's the wrong thought process. Amen. So Carlos, tell me, man. So you, you took this leap of faith. You took this $2,500 or you put out these, these 2,500 bandits on 2400 six months, man. And guess what? Every bandit sign that I put on the ground I had so much faith. This is the one. This is the one. There this is go. the one, Father. This is, I never lost momentum. I never lost purpose. I never Good. did it with like discouragement. And, and I'm just very grateful for that, man, because I, I probably would have given up. So, so you had said getting started, you, you got the bandit signs. You didn't know anything about contracts. You didn't know anything about running comps. You didn't have a title company, everything like that. How did you find these things? And I'm asking you this because there's a lot of people out there that say the same thing. They make those same excuses. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Where can Ready? I? How do I? Go ahead. Fill us in. Rough draft moves. <laughs> Rough draft moves. I, I just kept going forward. I was literally earning and learning, yep. like earning and learning and burning. Like I was just like, look at this, brother. I even wrote my own book. There you go. There the you best go. wholesaling book ever. And by the way, for anybody that's listening, I'll give this book for free. Go to best REI book, best REI book.com. I don't want you to go to Amazon and, and buy it for 20 bucks. Download it straight to your phone, best REI book.com. And I, when I'm telling you that a book changed my life, that inspired me to write this book, the best wholesaling book ever. Because why, man, I can't, brother, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try to give back as much as I can. I'm going to try to give my, my cup is so full, brother, that I'm constantly trying to give back. And, and if you ask around the real estate community in the past three years, brother, I've had I've had the honor and the privilege of helping thousands of people create seven figure companies across the country. That's how I'm in my reputation in this business. I didn't I didn't make it because of the thousand uh, properties that I flipped and all the money, blah, 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 blah. No, I made it because I was helping so many people achieve their goals. That's how I made a, a, a reputation in this business. And man, I, I'm very grateful for the people that trusted me. You know what man, I mean? So that's, that's, that's good. That's amazing. And that's why I tell people, like you said, you just had to, you had to grit and you had to hustle. By the way, guys, I'm going to make sure I had a, the book information in the show notes. So I don't want to gloss over that. We'll make sure we take care of you, Carlos. Absolutely. Um, but guys, you got to remember, if you don't have the, the answers, 
It's because you're not asking the right questions to the Boom. right people. Boom. People are out here. They're, they're willing to answer those questions for you. Like Carlos, like me, like other guys. You don't have to jump out there and spend $50,000 to get one question answered. You just got to make sure you're asking the right questions to the right people Boom. and you'll get those answers. Let, back, back to that question where you were saying, brother, it's like so many people, and I get it. It's fear. It's like analysis paralysis. Yep. And, and that's the thing. What I, I want people to understand is like, Knowledge isn't power. It's literally the implementation of that knowledge that gives you the power. There it I is. want people to understand that unless that you're willing to implement and execute, learning everything, will, reading this book will not matter. You read this book, just like I read that book back in the day, okay? Mm -hmm. You read this book and you start, okay, what? I'm going to put together a plan for this week. I'm going to knock on this many doors. I'm going to pull this list. Yep. I'm going to put out these bandit signs. I'm going to make these cold calls. See, that's what's going to get you forward. That's what's going to get you moving forward. So stop thinking. Stop thinking and start doing. There you go, guys. You hear that? Those are some key, key words right there. You can read as much as you want, but if you don't do anything with it, it's useless. It's useless knowledge. And that's what people do. They, they get all of this knowledge just to say that they know. There's tons of people that I talk to. They can tell me about the wholesale process up and down but then you ask them okay how many deals have you closed well i'm still i'm still i'm doing this i need this just you got people like carlos out there that's telling you the game that's telling you what to do just do it just get out there and do it that's all you got to do so carlos you you got this first deal closed you made that happen man you took that that money and you you reinvested it tell me about when you really took off, tell me about the power of partnerships. And I'll, I'll tell you where my company exploded. Go ahead. Let's hear it. You ready? Yep. All right. November of 2016, I came across this 27 single family residence portfolio from a company called SVN. It's a, it's a, it's a broker, real estate broker, 27 properties. I didn't have the money to buy them. But I'll tell you what, I put $100,000 of my own money in non-refundable earnest, okay? Wow. You, you understand That's that? That's a risk. Yeah. Huge risk. Huge risk. Brother, when I tell you that I've expanded my, my tolerance for risk these past couple of years, think about that. November of 2016, I put $100,000 down to just take a shot. Wow. I knew that I couldn't close on these deals, but I knew that I could find somebody that could. Right. So right. I put the hundred K I'm like, Oh man, they're not going to get that back. <laughs> so I better, I better, better make the, it happen to the contract. <laughs> so man, I, I took those 27 properties. I walked every single property. I, I took videos. I took pictures. I, I put them in the spreadsheet and I started shopping them to some, some big, big people in, in the state. And I found one buyer that took all 27 properties and guess what? Not only did I get my 100000 back, but I got a quarter million dollars in net earnings off that one deal. There you go. That propelled everything. Better systems, better processes, better mar more marketing, better yeah. marketing, more marketing. Hired, I, I hired, I started hiring in March of 2017. I started hiring, started building a company. But I had to, you know, what did I have to do to get there? I had to work my ass off save money, and then risk money, and then bet on myself again, and, and, and then make it happen. Have go. I ever flipped 27 properties in, in, in one transaction? No, I never have up to that point. So that's what propelled my company, brother. After that, I never looked back. I, now it's funny, 2017, 18, 19, 2020, I spent over just in marketing, not payroll, you know, not payroll, not overhead expenses, I spent over a million dollars each year in marketing, cold calling, direct mail, search engine optimization, pay-per-click. I did a little bit of RBM and SMM from 17 to 2020 before it you know, got uh, completely oversaturated. Yeah. So brother, when I tell you that that move there propelled me, brother, think about it. I started spending a million dollars every year since, since then. So I'm just, I'm very blessed, man. After that, I never looked back. I never looked back. And then 
what I did was when I started making all this money, because I, I was getting a four to six X ROI on my marketing dollars every single year. So I'm like, man, I got all this cash. I got all yeah. this cash. What do I do? I started building other companies. I don't know if this, but I have 27 companies. I have I literally, brother, I have from in different sectors, solar, medical, software, education. I got all these companies all across, all across different sectors and different industries. But why? Because I took all that money and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. Yep. And, and then I just started diversifying uh, my earnings. There you go. That was, I mean, that's very smart. And I mean, because you never know real estate goes in cycles. Like right now we're up at a high cycle. Eventually it's going to go down, but you said, I'm going to put this cash and I'm, I'm going to deploy it and I'm going to make this money work for me, not just in real estate, but in all of these other sectors. And that way it can bring some, some capital back to me. So tell me, Carlos, you you haven't been doing all of this by yourself. You had to build a team. Tell me about your strategic partnerships and how did you find these partners? Well, I have a business partner who is a uh, left brain, uh, left hemisphere thinker. I'm a right brain thinker. He's a left brain thinker. He's an uh, analytical person, numerical person. Man, this guy, ex-army, ex-military. He's a refugee from Iraq. He was a a Catholic in Iraq. He was persecuted by, by people out there. And, mm-hmm. and he became my business partner. We're, we're actually 50-50 partners in 27 companies. He's actually working on four softwares as we speak. This man works day and night on softwares that we're going to be launching. One of these softwares, brother, is going to get us to that nine-figure mark. We're already eight-figure. We're, we're already an eight-figure organization. One of those four softwares, mark my words, is going to get us to the nine-figure mark in the next 24 months. So, no, I, my business partner, I, I love him. He's he completes me. He's, he's the yin to my yang. And then, but on my side, I started because of my corporate background, my, because of my management background, I started hiring. I started training. I started developing. I started putting leaders into, into place. I started creating departments. Like my real estate, that's when you come check out my operation, I bought that building, by the way. I bought that building for $2 million, put about 150K in renovations. And I own my own building now. I used to pay rent for a few years. So when you come down, I'll show you the different departments. My admin department has my transaction coordinator, my COO, my CFO. And then I got my sales director who oversees my acquisition salespeople. And then I got my disposition department that does disposition, just wholesale deals. And then I got my asset management department that does all my fix and flips and all my buy and hold. So you'll see, man, it's a beautiful that's machine, good. bro. That's good. And, and, and that's the thing, man, is, is really developing the business and putting those pieces together and knowing that you have to have strong people around you. Some of the things that people fail to realize is when you're a leader, you have to develop other leaders. Not just develop people, but you need to develop other leaders. That way they can run those departments and they're not, hey, Carlos, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? They know that they get, right, right. They know that they can pull the trigger and make those wise decisions. And you have the confidence in them to make those. I I learned that from the corporate. I I learned, I'm so grateful. The way like in my life, like who, I didn't go to, I didn't go to college, man. Right. Like where did I learn? about KPIs and, and management and, and hiring, like where, like corporate, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the same, the same place that I felt like I didn't want to be there at some point, like, don't get me wrong. I, after like seven you know years, I was like, okay, I, what's going on here when you hit your ceiling, yep, yep. but, but brother, I learned so much from the corp, from, from my corporate history, you know, background. So I'm very grateful for that. I, I mean, God literally designed my life the way exactly as it should have been, because I wouldn't have 27 companies if I didn't develop all those skill sets from working in a corporate background. And what's tripped out about it, Carlos, is, and that's the way God works in the majority of us. We're in this position where we're like, okay, we don't know why we're here. We know it's time to go. But when you're in that position, you still have to learn and you have to glean from the things that are around you. So although you're looking, and I'm talking specifically to the people that's listening that may be working and they feel that it's time for me to leave, it's time for me to go. You need to observe your surroundings because you're there for a purpose. You're there for a reason. And you want to make sure you pull out of there and give into there what you need before you transition to the next stage of your life. Like you said, Carlos, you were like, okay, it's time for me to go from corporate, but you learned while you were there, you learned KPIs, how to develop SOPs, how to watch the ROI of a product or product lifestyle and everything like that. So, or product life cycle. So you learn that from corporate, 
you wouldn't have known that if you would have just jumped from coming straight from Mexico, jump right into a business. Yeah, absolutely. Brother, this is a milestone for me. There's a, there's a magazine in London. It's called Expert Profile. Expert Profile. Oh, wow. There you go on the cover. Brother, huh? this is in London. International. Oh, a little Mexican illegal kid is, is look at this. Be inspired by Carl Brad Rose to Rolls Royce. And, and brother, they have like, they have my whole, like my story in there. And, and I'm so grateful, man. Like these people reached out to me, brother. And I'm so grateful. Watch this. You're, you're going to, man, I got it. At one point, I, I'm going to actually frame this thing for my mother, by the way. I think she would actually love this thing, but I'm going to, I'll find the, the article uh, and then I'll show it. Oh, there it is. Look at this. Look at that. So there's like me in front of my, that's where I used to pay rent, the Copper Point building, but okay, that's my, my card. And look, look at this. That's my grandfather. That's my grandmother. That's my brother. And that's me. And that's in their Mexico house. Yeah, so your your story is an inspiration, man, to, to others. You, Absolute Great. inspiration to others. But again, you guys, you can read Carlos' story. You can watch Carlos' life. But if you don't do the things that Carlos do, you won't get there. So you got to take the risk. You got to spend the $2,500. You got to get out there and grind and drop the 2,400 um, bandit signs. You got to take that $100,000 risk. You can't, you can't play small ball and think you're going to get to the big leagues. No, sir. No, sir. You're absolutely right, man. I interviewed him. You probably know this guy. His name is uh, Grant Cardone. And interviewed him July of 2019. He came, he was on my podcast. And I interviewed him. And the one takeaway that I got from him, it wasn't like his leadership, his spirituality, his family life. No. He's like, man, I wish I would have, I wish I would have stopped thinking so small so much sooner. That's exactly what you just said. He, yep. he, he said, he said, I was over here selling. At first he was like selling like uh, a car, like sales, like, like sales training. And it's like, then he went into like, I think single family residence and education and all that. Then he created a, he created a fund, like a billion dollar fund because of the brand he blew up. He created a, fu created a fund. And then he started now acquiring huge assets, yep. like, like, multi 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 million dollar assets and that's all and then he you know bought his jet and all that stuff and i'm like yeah man i'm done playing small for the rest of my life but I, and I, I already thought i, I never was a, a guy who played small but now i'm like okay let's let's get to the big like the big big leagues so it was and, the exposure it was the exposure you you're you're in that area where you say okay i'm the big fish in this pond i need to go to another pond where I need, yep. to, I need to, yeah, I need to go to the Pacific Ocean. So I can see what the big players are doing. That way I can, I can hone my game, craft my game. So I can now elevate myself to another level. Absolutely, brother. You can't see the forest from the trees. Like if you're just in your little bubble, if you're not moving around with the right people, people that inspire you to get to that next level, then guess what? You're probably going to stay there. You're probably going to stay there. And that's another thing that I've learned, man. Like if you defend your limitations... Like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I, I'm okay where I'm at. If you defend your limitations, you get to keep them. Yep. Think about that, okay? So uh, I, I want people out there to just be limitless, man. By the way, I got a podcast coming out. It's called Limitless. Uh, once my studio's built downstairs, man, I can't wait to have my podcast. I want to get – I was just – I was on the Andy Frisella podcast in October, and then I was in the uh, – I was on the Brad Lee podcast about a month, two months ago. And they inspired me to like launch my own podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, man, do it. You got your podcast here. It's like, I, I can't wait to, yeah, I, I want to, yeah. I love it, man. For sure. I love these things. But people, people don't under, I never told anybody this and I'm going to share it with you, but I was supposed to do this podcast about four years ago and I had these self limitations. Well, who's going to want to get on it? Who's going to want to talk to me? Who am I? What are you doing? You're not doing four or $5 million in transactions. Who's going to want to talk to me? And then- I just said, I made up that mind, my mind, and I said, I'm just going to do it. I don't care if I'm on here talking to myself, but there may be one person out there that I may say that may inspire somebody to do something. And that's what it's all about. It's about giving and giving back, man, and, and that, the foundation of that. Yeah, I, I love, I love, brother, that you had the courage 
to overcome, you know, that fear and, and those limitations. You had the courage to do that. And, th and therefore, to the, to the victory goes the spoils. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So we're going to take a brief break real quick, Carlos. And when we come back, we want to talk about virtual wholesaling and how you kind of strategically built your team in order to do that. So guys, uh, we'll be right back. Hear a word from our sponsors and I'll come right back with Carlos Reyes. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with the batch leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. All right, Carlos, we are back, man. So guys, we're here with Carlos Reyes from All In Nation, based right here out of sunny Phoenix, Arizona. He's in Glendale. And speaking with Carlos, just to, get, just to give you guys a quick little backstory, Carlos was an immigrant from uh, Mexico, came over to the States, and got right to work. Nothing else said about that. Just got right, right to work, even from a little kid, hustling, grinding. And we respect that grind. And that's the reason why I have Carlos here on the show. So, sure. Carlos, you've been doing some amazing things. I want to talk and I want to share with the people about virtual wholesaling. I know you were doing quite a few things here in Arizona. Why did you launch out into other markets? In 2016, I, I, I opened up my first virtual market, which was Las Vegas, Nevada. And man, it was one of the best things I ever did. I was intimidated by some of the people that were here. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, there was, there was some heavy, heavy hitters and heavy spenders in Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. Remember when I told you, I said, hey, man, I spent $7,500 on pay-per-click. There was people that were spending $30,000, dollars $50,000 a month on, on pay-per-click. So I was like, okay, well, where, where can I go and, and, and do a little damage? So... Man, I, I expanded over to, to Vegas. And it's funny, that first month I landed a deal that paid us like 92,000 net. A wholesale, by the way, wholesale. So, so how, did, how did that expansion work? Did you already have people in law? No, I'll tell you the way I did it. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I'll tell you what not to do. I'll tell you, first I'll tell you what, what I did that I shouldn't have done. Thank God I learned very quickly. I didn't know, I, I didn't know, I didn't have a title agency. I didn't have an infrastructure in Vegas. I didn't have a title agency. I didn't have boots on the ground. I didn't have access to MLS, anything like that. So I, I, I ventured off. I did, I did some joint ventures with like a, a few wholesalers there. Okay. And I was paying them 50% just, just to go get a contract signed. Like I'm doing everything over the phone and then I'm paying them 50% just to go get a contract signed before. Thank God. Thank God. I stopped that before I grant, I landed this huge deal. I did that on a $20,000 deal. So there goes 10 K for them. 10 K right. for me. I did that on a 17,000 uh, mobile home. So there was uh, whatever half of that was right. And then half for me. And then I'm like, I, I can't keep, I can't keep paying these people 50% just for them to go and have them sign on the yep. Bro, that again, don't make these mistakes. So I got smarter. I got smarter and I started building an infrastructure. I started going to wegolook.com, 123notary.com. And they started doing the heavy lifting for me as far as like pictures and, and, and contracts. And I got with the right title agency, Janine over in Vegas at a WFG title. And it, and it just like, I mean, I built an infrastructure and now, now I'm actually fixing and flipping in Las Vegas. There's three states that I actually fix and flip. That's Vegas uh, or Nevada, Arizona, and California. I'm fixing it. Brother, I'm to the point where I have project managers in those states. I have uh, sub. The project managers handle the subs. I got I got MLS access. I got listing realtors. I got great title people. Like My infrastructure is set. Right. But I learned That's this right. the hard way. I mean, it cost me. It cost me a lot of money to learn this. I, and, I, and I sympathize with you. When I went virtual and I went to one of my virtual markets, same exact mistake. I was doing all of the heavy lifting on the phone. I'm talking, I'm negotiating, everything like that. And the only thing I did was have somebody to dispose the properties and they were taking 50%. 50%. 
50%. Only thing you're doing is opening up the door, letting buyers in, you bringing the buyers and signing an assignment agreement. 50 freaking percent. How much money my disposition managers make? 3%. See? My dispo managers make 3%. And they actually dispo now because I wholesale nationwide. I fix and flip in the Southwest region, but I wholesale nationwide. I got properties in New Jersey, Maryland, Columbus, Memphis, like, and, and we're disposition, oh, North Carolina, we're dispositioning wholesale wise everywhere. And we're not giving up 50%. I'm paying 3% to my dispo guy. I, I give him a $3,000 base salary plus 3% of every deal. So you see how much more convenient yep. that is, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, and I definitely want to talk to you more about that because we are expanding into other markets. And that's one of the things that we're looking at is kind of scaling down and streamline, streamlining everything. And yeah, one of the things as we go look is what we're going to be going to be using. So Carlos, so tell me now you're doing these virtual wholesale deals across the country. You're doing all of this stuff. How did you build that team for those people in those other markets and, and things like that? You mean on my mentorship? However you're doing it. So if you're doing it, if you're doing a deal in Cleveland. Okay. Okay. If I'm doing a deal in Cleveland, well, remember I have, I have a, a, a national, like I have a national pay-per-click campaign. Okay. okay. And I have acquisition managers and I have disposition managers. So all we need in Cleveland are two things. Boots on the ground, which I already told you, we go look.com, one, two, three, no, com, or a uh, respect, respected, honest realtor, maybe a professional okay. out there, but not, not wholesalers. And unless you have friends out there, right. so all you need now that I built my team and, and I have my head headquarters and, and my guys are, are on the phone nationally. Now boots on the ground, solid title agency. Those are the two biggest things. And then obviously on the dispo side, you got to have the cash buyers there. And if, if anybody's looking to get cash buyers nationwide, cashbuyersplus.com cashbuyersplus.com you can download thousands of names emails and phone numbers of cash transactions in those markets so it's it's a beautiful well-oiled machine now thank god so there you go guys so if you're if you're saying hey my market is too saturated or if you're thinking that your market is too saturated and you want to go virtual there you go carlos just kind of laid out the plan for you with a couple of resources that you can use in order to make that happen. So, so Carlos, kind of wrapping up here, man, give us an introduction about your educational platform and program. How can people be involved? And uh, just kind of give us some backstory about that. Well, I started All In Nation back in 2018. And the, the inspiration came from, I, I paid $3,000 to go to an event out in San Francisco and I was the biggest dog in that room. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> right? I just paid 3K to like, I came here, I saw everybody present and then I presented and I was completely, I was spending more on marketing than some people were making like a year. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, then why don't I just throw my event? I, I, then I booked, um, I booked a Hyatt in North Scottsdale and it was a very high level. It was like, I, it wasn't like a newbie event. It was like very high level, level people that were already doing deals, but wanted to build teams they wanted the blueprint on how okay. to actually structure companies the way I have mine. And I just started giving out the blueprint, man. Like I'm one of the first guys, I can't think of anybody else that was like really giving the game away. Like I wasn't, brother, I didn't start offering mentorship till 20, what, late 2019. And I was doing events. I had already done about four to six events, high level events with no, like no mentorship. Cause I, I'm a businessman. Like I wasn't like, ah, I, I'll give the game away over two days. But I don't got time to coach you. You see what I'm right, saying? Because right, right. And then, then I evolved, and just like we did with every other company, we structured it, infrastructure, and the systems, and the processes, and the personnel. And then now I have I have the capacity to not only throw events, but actually help other people through education, through mentorship and coaching, help other people build their seven figure operation. And I mean, if you ask around, brother, like. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Like I've been able, man, one of my first, actually my first ever mentee, his name is Keith. You should probably have him on your podcast. This guy's a monster out now. Mm -hmm. Keith Everett, Keith Everett, real estate daddy, Keith Everett. They do, uh, they do se several million in Alabama and they do Birmingham, Huntsville and Atlanta, Georgia. All right. So highly recommend you put this man on, man. He's, he's, he was the first guy to ever say, well, Carlos, I've been to two of your events. I want you as my mentor. And then he paid me X amount of money 
And, and then we, we built a seven figure company with him. So now he has Alabama cash So after that, like, this is what my, my, what people don't understand brothers, like the people that invested in me, like that means the world to me. That means the world to me because I helped them grow, but they helped me grow. Yeah. They helped me grow. And then every time, like if I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like teaching other people how to build these companies, well, guess what? I've become surgical. I've become like, I'm, I'm like, okay, where are we at? Uh, your goal this 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 month is five deals, $100,000. Then we do like reverse engineering. We review KPIs on marketing. We review KPIs on performance and productivity from the personnel side. And, and we just look at everything. We look at everything. We look at the data. We look at the marketing channels and everything. What's effective? Where are we getting the ROI? I've done so many of these now that I'm like, I can just look into somebody's business and completely take it down and put it all, put it all put together it all in a matter together. of of an hour or two. So now it's, it's now I actually enjoy coaching. I didn't, I didn't a lot back then, but I do now. I do now because think of me as like the Bill Belichick, like play by play by play by play by I'm, 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 I'm calling the plays and they're the, they're like the Tom Brady's. And I mean, like they're, they're executing, they're the athletes. They're just, they're spending the money on the marketing and they're executing on the conversion side. Sweet, sweet. So at the end here, I'm going to get, get your contact information so people can reach out to you if they want to know more about what you're offering. So right now, Carlos, we're going to put you, you know, answer these questions for me as quick as possible, but you can elaborate some. So starting over, what would you do differently if you would do anything different? I would have hired a mentor. Matt, brother, I didn't, I didn't hire my first mentor till about four or five years in, in the business. I would have hired a mentor, but I will say this. You have to vet, like yep. thoroughly vet the person. And I, like before, brother, before, I have so many ex-fortune builders that come to me. Before Terry Thayer gave me $50,000, guess what he did? He went he over flew the into my office. You see what I'm, he uh -huh. flew into my office. Hey, I'm in town. Can I stop by? Uh, yeah, sure. And, and you know, he flew and you, Terry Thayer, another guy you should probably at some point interview. This guy's a monster. He has a huge community from fortune builders, actually. So anyway, he flies into my office, him and his wife. And, and he's like, okay, I've seen enough. How much? <laughs> I was like, wait, uh -huh. what? I was like, no. And brother, I actually didn't even take him under my wing for a few months. Like he was like pounding me. This guy was, he already, he was crushing it in real estate. Like he was a, a developer for 20 years fix and flipper for 20 years, went through two recessions. And, and he's like, I want to know what, I want to know how to actually get to these off-market discounted properties so I can then choose my exit strategy. If yeah, I want to fix and yeah. flip it, I'll fix and flip it. If I want to wholesale, I'll... but he flew to my office, looked at what I had going on. And then he said, I need you to coach me. So I would hire a mentor a lot sooner, but I would vet, I mean, I would vet the hell out of them, not only on the business side, but I would also vet on like, what's behind the, what kind of person is this behind yeah. the curtain? So that's what I would, I would do differently for sure. Okay. All right. Next. What is one characteristic you believe every high producing investor should have? Man, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say leadership, huh. Le leadership. I, I would not be able to uh, scale the, the way that I've scaled, you know, multiple companies. If people didn't believe in me. If I didn't lead by example and I didn't empower and encourage other people, how can I ever grow companies? Gotcha. I can't. One person can't do 27 companies. True. I mean, no way. Right. So that, that, that's, that's the one thing that I feel like, don't get me wrong. There's so many personality traits that you should have, but, but leadership is definitely up there with anything else. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So in parting, Carlos, what words of encouragement could you tell someone that's either just getting started or someone that's, that's doing three, four, five deals a month. And they say, but I'm ready to take it to the next level. Okay. Overcome the fear of investing money, overcome the fear, start thinking of marketing as an investment, not an expense. Start thinking of people. Okay. The people that you're going to hire to help you grow this Start thinking of them as an investment, not Absolutely. an expense. That's Absolutely. what I would strongly encourage people out there right now. Absolutely. I mean, you're you're spot on. There's so many people have a closed fist when it comes to spending yeah. money. But if yeah. you look at and that, then never yeah, never grow. If you look at that money spent as investments, as you if you look at it as seeds that's gonna produce 
that's going to produce a fruit. And then that fruit is going to produce more. I mean, that tree is going to produce more fruit. Then you just got guys. You just got to change the perspective. Brother, I, I told you earlier. I said, "Hey, why, why, why do I spend so much money on marketing? Because for every dollar I spend, I get four to six back." Yep. Like what? How is that? How does that? That's logical. I spend the dollar, and I get four to six back. Is that an expense or an investment? Investment. Like, exactly. Investment. And actually, you will be doing yourself a detriment and your country a debt. I mean, your your company a detriment if you don't spend that marketing money. You'll never grow. <laughs> Carlos, man, I really appreciate it. I know the people, they appreciate it. Um, how can we reach you? What's your IG? Where, where do you want people to go to find you? Brother, there's two two things. One, Carlos Reyes on Instagram. I'm I'm the only, I'm one of the few Mexicans out there that has like a little blue check mark. Okay. So, yeah, just look at Carlos Reyes <laughs> and there's a little blue check mark. Next. That's me. That's, uh, so don't, there's, there's, there might be multiple accounts, but that's me. And, and just, man, I'm always in my direct messages. I'm always like, brother, the one thing I'll never let go of because of where I come from and everything I've been through, I'm always going to be a servant of the people. I'm never going to, I don't, when I have my private jet here in, I don't know, two to three years, it's not going to matter. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm nothing. Like I'm nobody. You know what I'm saying like, uh, I will always, always serve and love, love the people, bro. Always. Well, Carlos, I appreciate your level of humility, man, and your level of you, service brother. to the people and to the real estate community. I really applaud you for that because there are some people that can come off as arrogant, boastful and things like that. But when I follow you on Facebook Live or Instagrams, things like that, you're being completely humbled and showing integrity in every message that you put out. So thank you, bro. I appreciate that, man. And I'll, I'll award you for that because as a co-real estate investor, as a co-educator, our names are only going to go as far as our integrity allow us to go. So man, well, big ups. Brother, you on that. One thing that I learned. So I, when I was starting in this game, I was reaching out to like a lot of big dogs in this game and nobody would give me the time or the day, but there was one person Okay, Sean from Rock Solid Investments. I don't even know if the guy's even around anymore, but he gave me 15 minutes in between meetings. I remember this. He said, he's like, biggest piece of advice that I can give you, Carlos. And by the way, I hadn't even done one deal by then. He uh -huh. says, he says, this is a reputation business. Literally, like he's, he's like, real estate's a reputation business. And I was like, what does that even mean? It didn't make sense to me until I started like growing. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely spot on, brother. Reputation is everything in this business. Yep, yep, yep. So guys, Carlos, thank you for thank you, spending this hour with us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, so remember, I'm gonna have all of Carlos' contact information, IG, his book, all in content, how you can reach them. So you can reach out to him, get more words of wisdom from, from a person that's doing this with humility and integrity. So Carlos, Thank you again. I appreciate it. And man, you have a fabulous, fabulous day. God bless you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. That was Carlos Reyes from the All In Nation. Uh, really good guy. Really authentic guy. Definitely gave you some, some hardcore gems and some things for you to work on immediately. But one of the things that stuck out to me most about Carlos was that whole mindset piece, making sure that you take the opportunities that are presented before you because they will come. You have to be able to identify those opportunities and take those opportunities. Don't look at the surroundings and the negativity around you. Jump out there and definitely take action on what you need to do. So if you if you set a goal to talk to 50 people on a week, make sure you get on the phone, make sure you talk to those 50 people. If you're doing direct mail, get that direct mail, get it out there. You have to take massive action in order to get where you want to go. So guys, just want to appreciate you once again for being here with us. This is the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I have some fabulous announcements that's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks in regards to how you can help me and work with me and how I can help you and work with you. So that information will be coming out shortly here. And don't forget, all of the information that Carlos shared is going to be in the show notes below. So make sure you go there and get that information. All right, guys. Always, always, always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. 
I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.